Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons & Dragons. My name is Scott Riley, I'm the Dungeon Master, and Logan blew off sweet rolls so he can go first. Hey everybody, it's me, Logan, blowing sweet rolls. And then we follow up with Eugene. I feel queasy. I'll just wait, buddy. Osmit, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, like we should probably do our best getting out of here. That's fair. Can you uh, speak up a little bit? Like we should probably do our best getting out of here. Mwah, multibello. Uh, Sabine, is your axe sharp? Always ready and willing. To kill children? That's terrible. Isby, how are you? They're evil children. Good. And they're not evil. They, they're... Children are going to die. Really. No, the fuck they're not. What if they were Quill's kids? What if they were already dead? All right, so... Getting through the intro, we got... So even if they were Quill's kids, I... No. I got beef with Quill, not his kids. Uh, speaking of which, Einar, how are you feeling tonight? Oh, can't wait. Can't wait, he said. Can't wait! Oh, man. Uh, give me one more voice, Jason. We didn't do mic check. You are loud tonight. Give me another voice. Voice. That's better. Okay, cool. So, why not start with a little bit of suspense. So again, everybody sees Einar go through the portal or this black ooze in the doorframe and then it becomes solid. The five of you are standing in the dining room and hear nothing from the other side of the doorway. What do you do? Um, so, structurally assuming what we know about buildings, that the upstairs door the one that Einar went through leads to the next room over, correct? One would think, yes. Okay, so the wall downstairs would also be the wall that would go into that room, correct? This is Dylan just talking out loud, by the way, to like DM and everything. Oh, just okay. Structure down. So, yes, you would understand that as long as there are no magical or extra-dimensional factors in play, that would be true. You also know from previous encounters with the wall that behind the wood paneling is solid stone. Cool. Great. Solid stone can break. You right. Depending on if it's dwarven made. Or carved, I guess, would be the problem. Dwarven stone can still break. Um, shit. Where's the other door at? Is there one door downstairs leading to the same room that possibly that Einar's in? Or is the other door... Can I get a layout of the room again? Yeah. So, you entered through, we'll call it the south entrance. In front okay. of you was a large dining room table. And on the other end of the dining room, past side carts and buffet tables and whatnot you saw another large open door with a black viscous liquid pouring through the threshold above you where you are currently standing sitting bearing is a balcony or walkway that has no other doors except for this one door that seems to lead into the side room there is no door that mimics it on the first floor Okay. I am not on the balcony. I am still downstairs because I was laying on the ground. If I recall from the episode last time, everybody came up. But oh, you all go climb up? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. 
climbed up as a bear. Yeah, you climbed up as a bear, and that was cool. Shit, all right. Uh, I'm going to try to force my way into the goop. Oh, I like this. Uh, are you attacking it or just trying to like walk through it? Trying to force my way through it. Okay. Tell me, describe to me how you would force your way through a solid, sheer, and smooth black wall. Uh, with my shoulder aggressively. So you're going to run into it. Yes. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Are, are you raging? No. All right. I have, a, I have a limited number of those. So that's not great. Uh, 17. You run into the wall and give it a good bash with your shoulders, hearing the threshold of the door creak a little bit as the force of your body hits the black wall. It does not waver. I do it again. <laughs> okay. Roll me another strength check. Fourteen. Same thing happens, but you hear a large crack in your shoulder this time. I do it again. Roll me another strength check. Twenty-one. The wood on the threshold cracks even louder than your shoulder, and you hear a groan in the wall. It sounds like a person moaning, but nothing about the wall seems to suggest that it's losing any of its durability. What is everybody else doing while Logan runs into the wall continuously? Fair things. Uh, I'm going to conjure a short sword and attack the goop. Okay. So dodging or in between one of logan's ramming sessions you get in there eugene give me a, an attack to hit 13 you hit roll damage with a short sword 1d6 plus your dexterity or strength yeah five you deal five points of damage to the wall your sword comes in and clangs off of the what is now a black metal wall, and you see a very small chip come out of it. You also hear the moaning and groaning of the wall, as if there is a person or people right on the other side of the wall screaming and crying. All right, so I'm just going to keep attacking in between whatever everybody else is doing. Okay. So you roll me, let's just say you hit it, roll me three more sets of damage, while Logan, if you want, you can give me three more strength checks. And while all that's going on, everybody else can tell me what they're doing. I'd like to advise against this and put our efforts to better use, or what I think to be more productive in trying to find other ways into that room he went in. Okay. Anybody want to respond to that? What else are we going to do? What other doors lead to there? He could be in there dying. True, but we also don't know what breaking this will do. I'm going to come out of bear form and be like, what if we break it and then he can't get back out? Uh, I guess I'll stop. Sabine, Sabine says... I know something about being hard-headed, but this is even worse than I am. We should give it a break. Take a rest. 
take a rest and let Idar over there die. Well, I feel like Logan, you and I should go through one of these doors, and Eugene is being Sabine should go through the other. That sounds fair. Yeah. All right. Let's try it. Yeah, let's get all swinging. Five damage. Okay, so you got five damage. So as this all goes on, you do five more damage. What are the other two rolls? Seven and three. Oh my god, that's just perfect. So, you deal 20 damage total to the wall, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. DC 16, DC 16 to beat. As you see large black hands come out of the wall from where you've chipped it, the ooze almost comes out instantaneously and forms hands to grab you, and they remind you of the hands of the ghosts that you fought before. As a critical fail. Oh, no. That is a shame. <laughs> As he picks up a handful of dice. <laughs> so technically, there is no critical fails on anything but attacks, but in my Dungeons and Dragons world, we take double damage on a critical fail for traps. So. Well, it was good knowing you, Mike. No, no, no. Uh, five. You take... 12 necrotic damage as the hands come and rake across your chest and one of them actually grabs your arm. You also take... You lose two to your strength score as the hand that grabs your arm saps some of the life out of you. The light from the room keeps them from getting any further onto your coat as you back away and scrape them off. I think it's working. <laughs> I don't know about that, Eugene. Maybe we should listen to Maybe we should listen to Oz. You three go through one door, me and Oz will go through the next. What about uh, What about uh Einar? He, we <laughs> That's who we're trying to help and we're wasting time. We're gonna, yeah, we gotta try to make our way through these rooms to get to it. Okay. I'm gonna go down the, 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 the gra- grappling hook. Okay. You make it down the grappling hook. The smell from the uh, amalgam of different things on the table is starting to really reek and emanate throughout the room. Fantastic. Oh my god. Hmm? Oh. No, no. It's good to know. Moving on. Um. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a nice thing to put there. Oh my god. Okay, alright. Okay. Um. How does Eugene look? Very, so, you recognize that the strength that has been sapped from Eugene is significantly worse than yours. His skin is starting to become a bit pale. His breathing is heavy, even though he's not exerting himself at all. And his light travel gear, the, you know, outside of the armor he's wearing, he's really not carrying anything. And it seems to be burdening him. Can I see if a lesser restoration would provide some aid for him? That is a great mechanical question for the game. Give me one second to answer that question. <laughs> Give me just a moment to find out. That's a... I don't know if Lesser Restoration... 
You touch a creature and can either end one disease or condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. So based on the rules of the spell, Oz, you would know that whatever is afflicting him is necrotic in nature and is not any of those conditions. Very <laughs> unlikely to, to be a poison. Okay, thank you. And I'm going to whisper to Zabine. Eugene doesn't look so good. Should he go in that room with us? He's not looking great, no. I think he needs to sit down for a minute. So Sabine walks over to Eugene and tries to kind of like gently stop him, like just putting her hands up kind of in front of him. What? Eugene, you're, you're not looking any good, boy. Gotta get got him. Einar. Gotta get Einar. (laughs) (laughs) Eugene wouldn't be able to live with himself. He didn't do everything he could. This is true. Uh, Eugene, Eugene, there's another way we can go about this. Come on now. Put it down. Uh, Well, is there anything I can be doing here that might help? Yes, take a swig of this. And she hands him uh, her secret stash of mead. That is very strong. You got it. I'll take a swig of it. Do I need to do like a constitution check? Give him a weekend. <laughs> uh, no, you just... <laughs> Luck- it's my secret stash, DM. It, it is quite potent. It's it, hooch. It's just hooch. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you roll a constitution saving throw. I don't know why your party members are doing this to you, but give me a, <laughs> a constitution... Instead of that, what about my flask of never-ending water? Uh, I mean, that will not require a constitution saving throw. You can drink some refreshing water if you would prefer, Eugene. There you go, Eugene. Here's some, here's some water, boy. Yeah, I'll drink some water. There we go. You feel refreshed. It does nothing to restore your strength, but you're not thirsty anymore. <laughs> Except Sweet. you're still thirsty for friendship, but other than that. Always thirsty for friendship. All right. Sabine, Sabine looks at Eugene and says, there's, there's other doors for us to try. Come on now. You, you is and I are going to go. No, Eugene should not go. Eugene should wait here. Eugene looks like he's about to fall over and die. Eugene should sit down, and you two go in a room, and me and Oz will go in a room. And how many times have you seen you trudge on a half-dead Logan? What? Said, how many times have we seen you trudge on half-dead? That's a good point. Okay, this isn't about me, all right? We're wasting time. We need to get to Einar. I'm going to start right towards the room. What'd you say, Oz? Yeah, headed towards the Okay, so for the, the, for the sake of time, Sabine and Isby, you start heading back out through the other entrance of the dining hall. And Eugene and, or sorry, Osmit and Logan, you make it to the other door that has black ooze coming from it. Before I move on, Eugene, what would you actually like to do? Um, you are a free elf. I have given you a sock. <laughs> I am going to sit and try and meditate on the location of these um, of the pack spheres again okay. while they're doing this to try to be useful. Do me a favor and roll a wisdom, general wisdom check. 
Add your wisdom modifier, roll a d20. Now 20. All right. I'm all over the place tonight. <laughs> you are getting much better at harnessing this ability inside of you. Ever since you left Auntie's Bog, there's just been something different about you, and you're starting to get a real sense of how to use it. You not only feel, but can see in your mind's eye two small packed spheres about 60 feet away from you through the door and to the back of the house. Through which door? The door that Einar went through. If you pretend you went through that door in your mind's okay. eye and looked to your left, and there are two pack spheres standing or floating next to each other. So as they're, I guess, walking away through the doors, I can feel the pack spheres through the door that Einar went through. Very clearly. And I'll pause and turn back and say, that's good information. Thank you, Eugene. All right. So we will do a scene change here. Einar, let's remind you where you are. You are on the other end of the balcony through the threshold of that door. Below you looks like a very large dance hall. There's a huge chandelier about 10 or 15 feet in front of you, and then a 30-foot drop onto a very large black and white marble squared dance floor. On that dance floor, since you've had a week to look at it, is what seems to be a gargantuan toad with a huge underbite. Large rows of serrated fangs are on the bottom of the underbite. You're not certain what's on the top of his mouth. You also notice something familiar. Two orbs make up the position or take up the positions where his eyes should be, and they have rainbow waves flowing through them. The two children have continued to throw something at what you can assume is a demon, and Mira takes notice of you and tugs on Refla's coattails. He notices you too, but they don't approach you. You see Refla kind of give a frustrated sigh. You can't hear it, but you can see the expression on his face. He's not happy to see you from the distance that they're at. I'm not happy to see him either. That's fair. That's fair. So looking down, I look at the toad. I see the eyes. By the way, I am not encumbered by darkness now. Like at all? You have improved dark vision? No, like I have uh, devil sight. Very nice. Very nice. So um, you, you now, after you walk through the threshold of this door, everything becomes clear. Your eyes have suddenly adjusted and you feel a blessing come from your patron to see through this darkness to dispense justice. That's how I'm going to write that. Uh, looking down, seeing the orbs, he just... Of uh, course. And I start looking around. I'm assuming, like, what kind of room is this? Like, I know that there's a, like, obviously there's a wall on some kind of a balcony looking over another another floor. Mm-hmm. And what, what kind of room is this? Like I said, from your best guesstimations, it looks like a dance floor. You have been to enough 
meetings with other town leaders and stuff that you've seen large dance halls before. There are tables spread around the on the first floor, there are tables spread around the perimeter of this large marble square. And there's a huge chandelier over it that looks like it would illuminate the whole room were it lit on the back where it lit. Wow, lit. I was gonna say. Yeah, no, no, let me have this one. Where you're standing, you notice a couple of doors on the balcony. If you go straight to your left and go to the back wall, there's a door directly in front of you with no black mist over it whatsoever. To your right is another door that seems to, you again can surmise that that probably leads out to the foyer based on positioning. And then there is a door directly behind Refla and Mira, another door on the opposite side directly like if you look straight across you see another door and then to the far back right wall is another door that leads out most likely again to the foyer it looks like those two doors that lead to your right on either end of the dance hall go straight to the staircases that you saw before okay the ones that were in the main hall that were broken you also i would assume einar would find this suspicious there don't seem to be any doors on the first floor of the foyer that you remember, but there are doors on the first floor of the dance hall that lead out to what would seem to be the foyer. Um, I'm going to try and move to get a better look at what those doors look like Mm -hmm. on the ground floor. They look like, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. They look like the same doors that you've seen throughout the mansion. They're single width, not double wide. And they're made of, from what you can tell, a very nice, sturdy, deep, dark wood. And nowhere in this room is there more black stuff, right? No, there is black stuff covering the door directly behind Mira and Refla. And then there is black stuff covering the door directly across from you on the other end of the dance hall on the second floor. Okay. The other doors available to you are the two doors leading back to what you can assume is the foyer and the door directly to your left. You also notice that something I forgot to mention. You also notice that above the chandelier, as you're really investigating the room, all of the chains and ropes that have been present on the banisters and rafters of the ceiling of the mansion that seem to congregate somewhere in another room besides whatever room you were in all seem to center themselves here. And then there is one large chain connecting all of them, going to the door directly to your left. And it's all above you. Kind of mimics a spider's web with ropes and chains across everything. You know what? I'm going to follow that big chain. Okay. So you follow that big chain heading to your left, basically approaching the door that I mentioned with no black mist on it. And that's when Mira runs up to you and stops you and says, You can't go in there. Why not? I'm just looking for a way out. Oh, do you want to go back to your friends and play the game? No, I just want out. Well, just go back the way you came. So I'll back up to the door. Mm -hmm. And I'll try and put my hand through it. Solid as steel. She sees you do this, and she points to the door to your left, the one that would go back to the foyer. No, silly, that 
way. Wait, is there black stuff on that one? Nope. Hmm. All right. Well, what's in that, that room? Why can't I go in there? I, I'm not sure. Rafa calls it a... I couldn't... I couldn't... I don't remember the word. It starts with a C. I mean, that, that doesn't help me at all. Have you ever been in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's in there? I'm not supposed to tell you. It's at this point you see Refla come up. Will you stop talking to my sister and get out of here? This is not a place for you to be. It's probably not a place for you to be either. You've been here alone, and I start like walking away from them. Mm-hmm. It's not so the that I'm not like mm-hmm. that. I'm not like leaning over them. Yeah, you back up a couple of feet to give them space, and. Ruffler responds by saying, It's not a place I should be. We shouldn't be living alone, Mira. Listen to the old half-orc. Listen, I gave you an opportunity to help us out. All of you decided no. It would be better to not help us. You don't want to help us get the necklace. We think you're here to kill us. The only reason I'm not shooting you right now is because Mira wants you to play a game with her. And I love my sister. One, when I saw you outside earlier, I told you I was here to help, and you didn't respond, thus leading us to this situation. Two, I got news for you, kid. If it wasn't us, it was going to be somebody else. We probably won't be the last, either. That's fine. We'll kill them, too. And as far as... Eventually, eventually, kid, you won't. Well, that's the game of life, I suppose. You have to understand, we were in a very tight spot, and Fenris helped us out. It wouldn't be fair not to keep up our end of the deal. And you see Mira tug at his coats again. Papa said you're not supposed to talk about that. I don't give a fuck what Fenris said we're not supposed to talk about. I'm getting real tired of playing this game with you, Mira. Let's just feed them to Grubrup now. And she gets really quiet and starts fiddling with her hands. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, I pretty much already know everything anyway. Well, good for you. But here's my question for you. Do you know exactly what he did? Who? Fenris. Did what? To you. Oh, I'm becoming quite familiar with it. Are you familiar with the consequences? Are you familiar with exactly what it was he did? You said other people coming and maybe one day you won't be able to stop them and it being the game of life. Well, it's it's really not, kid. It's a game of life and death. Yeah, it's funny that you mention that, though, because where were you... I assume you think you're a hero talking all this big talk and speech. Where were you when we were being tortured or experimented on? None of you came to save us then. Everybody who comes here now is trying to kill us. Fenris, he saved us. That's probably true. But do you know why they're trying to kill you? Also, I didn't know you were here being tortured at whatever point that was. So I could not have helped you. And for that, I am sorry. Oh, 
and you can see he's being very sarcastic when he says this. He bows and he says, "Your apology is very refreshing and makes me feel so much better." And people were trying to kill us before. Now people are trying to kill us, but we have strength thanks to Papa. And he gives Mira this very exhausted look. Would you like to know who sent us? Mm, I don't really care. I don't think you're going to live much longer. Are you sure you don't care? I assume it was Quill from the Harpies. He's been trying to get in here for some time. Nope. He gave up. Well, good, good. It worked, all those curses and dead people. No, the gravekeeper sent us. I have no idea who that is. That's a shame. <laughs> your your threat falls on deaf ears. <coughs> so let me, let me enlighten you as to who the gravekeepers are. I don't have time for this. If you won't leave, I will have to force you to leave. Look, I'm working on it, but you should hear this. This is your last sentence. Go ahead. I'm afraid I need more than a sentence. Don't be a smart half-orc. Just tell me what you want to say and go. The gravekeepers are servants to La Morita, Lady of Death, the very person who the Paxphere spit in the face of. She is on the trail of the Paxphere's. Fenris gave you Paxphere's. If not us, someone else. If you kill them, eventually the gravediggers themselves, who, by the way, I'm not convinced, aren't holders of Paxphere's also, and have very strange and unusual powers that mimic life and death, won't come for you themselves. And at that point, I don't think you got much of a chance. Oh, Mira, are you going to start calling him Papa too, since he cares so much for us? That was one. What is your name? Strong half-orc. And he puffs his chest out and puts his hands on his hip. My name is Einar. Ah, I will make sure to write it on your grave, if there's anything left. So, will you please leave? This whole speech about gravekeepers is wonderful and all, but... We made a deal with Fenris, and I've never heard of the Gravekeepers or this La Morita you speak of. I like tangible power. You understand, right? Things I can see. I'm a child. Fenris you were, you is... You were a child. Oh, here we go. Look at... How long have you been alive? It's at this point you see him pull out daggers. I don't want to play this game anymore. Leave now. I start walking towards the, uh, so honestly, at this point, I'm trying to buy time, and I start walking slowly towards the uh, foyer door. Okay. As soon as he sees your intent to approach the foyer door, he tugs on Mira's arm, and they start to walk away from you, turning their backs to you. Okay. I'll slow down, and I'll, like, just keep pretending to walk towards the, the door while I buy some time. Okay. You visibly see... Ruffle look over his shoulder and leer at you for some time. He approaches the door that you're not supposed to enter and starts fiddling with what you can assume is the door handle. From your distance, you can't see what he's doing because he's blocking the view, but he's doing something to it. Mira goes back to feeding Grupprup 
and you notice that uh, what's your what's your passive perception? Not good. Twelve. Yeah, you don't notice anything. All right. Well, at this point, then I'm gonna if if nothing else is happening around us where my friends might have found another way in, mm-hmm. I am going to wait for uh, what's his name? I forget the kid's name. Refla. Refla. I'm gonna wait for Refla to enter that room and close the door behind him. So you wait for a minute or two and you can see him continuing to leer over his shoulder at you and he just leaves the door. He just goes back to where Mira is and loads his very heavy crossbow and then rests it on the balcony pointed towards you. All right, I'll begin to walk through that door. Okay. You walk through the door and find yourself in the foyer and serendipitously enough you see isby and sabine crossing the main open area in front of the two staircases sabine is rambling on about a very hardcore story with her and the golden company while isby seems a bit distracted you don't see anybody else um can i walk back into the room i just came out of without any impediment yeah the door's open okay i'm gonna Look over to them through the through the hall and try and get their attention. Isby, Sabine. Hey, do, do we hear him? I mean, I'll give you. Isby's got a passive perception of sixteen. She probably, if you can't hear the whisper, she can see the six pl- foot plus tall half orc through the threshold above them. So we can see him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say my perception is. Give it. We, we give it to Isby. Isby. Isby catches it out of the corner of her eye. Hey. So I'm, I'm gonna wave him over. Yeah, I'm gonna run over super quick. So I'm gonna hold my, I'm gonna hold my finger up to my lips, like be quiet, keep it down. You're pa- still you're talking s- and telling her story and walking in the opposite direction. She doesn't know. That I'm gonna turn left her and off. I'm telling you. Oh, I'll run back over to Sabine. (laughs) Sabine! Shh! What? Quiet! Why? Shut up. Shut up and follow me. Okay. And then I'll wave Sabine on. Okay, uh, real quick thing. Einar, your passive perception Mm -hmm. is 12, you said? Yep. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, 16. Uh, sadly not enough. You feel your body become incredibly rigid. And you lose all mortar functions. For mechanical purposes, you are paralyzed and you kind of just fall over to your side. Okay, cool. And as this happens, you two see two small children come out, and you can hear Refle at this point because he's cursing up a storm. I tell him to go. He doesn't go. Mira has to use fucking magic to get him to listen. Now we have to push his fat ass off the balcony. And they start to try and lift you. 
what would you say Einar weighs? I can't remember. Was he was he above? In these? full kit, in yeah. full kit, he has to be over three hundred pounds. That's what I thought. Cool. Give me one second. Nope. Nope. They try to pick you up, and you can hear them both struggling terribly, and they get you about halfway up over the banister. Do we see this happening? Yeah, you see all this happening, and they can't seem to lift you. And that's when they start to drag you towards the staircase. And I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to say, don't you move one more step. Roll intimidation if you want to that to be effective. Yep. Sabine, if you could help. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled a six. <laughs> Sabine, I will allow the help action as you see Isby give her best mom voice. Like, don't you dare. Your Dorvan mercenary intuition kicks in. Is like, I I should help her. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was enjoying watching her crash and burn. I mean, you, you, you don't have to. You can just let her crash and burn. Also, our friend over at Valkyrie. So, we might want to intervene. He can do the superhero land. Huh? No, he is paralyzed. He is paralyzed. I'm just, it's a, Sabine, you know, in her. No, it's fine. No, let's go, let's go with it. Because when she, like, it's a perfect, like, comedy moment in a in an action movie where it's like, I'm going to land on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, they get you, so they're unfazed by you entirely, Isby. In fact, Refla spits. Uh, in your direction as you tell him to stop like a, a disobedient child would and Einar give me one more roll as they get you to the edge of one of the broken staircases and are struggling to push you off DC 17 so it was a DC 17 mm-hmm. I rolled an at 17 alright so you break out of it just in time you can roll initiative or you know have a reaction, but they're going to try and push you off as you break from it. They're both going to try and push you off with a strength. So you can use acrobatics or... So I'll give you the opportunity. Do you want to roll initiative or do you want to just roll a check? Uh, I think I'd rather just roll a check All right. because I'm not confident I wouldn't just slaughter two children. I respect that. Uh, and it would be athletics if it's my choice. It is your choice because this. I'm going to say this is like a grapple to push. So, uh, well, nat, I don't think they're going to beat me. Nat 20 plus, I'm going to use Refless Strength 24. I got a 26. Yep. So or they. Nat 19. You're good. So they try to both push you, and it doesn't work. You literally weigh so much that you just get up and kind of flick them aside. You see Mira run to the corner and start holding. Her hands up, they're shaking, and Refla points the crossbow at you. I'm going to make an attempt to sunder the crossbow. Remind me what that does. Uh, sunder is not an action in 5e, but what I mean by that is destroy it. Okay, so you're going to attack them? I'm going to take... How about this? I'm going to take the crossbow from him. Okay, so you want to try and grab the crossbow from him? Yes. Slide a hand? Nope. I'm not trying to be stealthy about it. Just so trying to grab it. Uh, I would assume it's a grapple check. Yeah, I would go with strength then. That's fine. Dis- Wait, disarm is a mechanic? Uh, Cody, step in whenever you're ready. Yeah, if you would hit with an attack, you can choose to do no damage and cause them to drop one thing. Could we do it for like a grapple check for me to take it out of his hands? 
How does this... This is a good question. You know what? We're wasting too much time. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, you're going to have to roll at disadvantage as Mira is shooting magic missiles at you. Not trying to hurt you, but trying to distract you. Well, that's kind of Seven, unfortunate. 17? Yeah, he, he wins. Okay. He loses a crossbolt because you're struggling with it. I doubt it's going to hit you, though. Yeah, no. The crossbow flies wide and shoots off into the chandelier. What are you two doing at the bottom as the struggle goes on? When I see this happening, I'm going to um, try to cast whole person on him. Um, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I don't know why I can't remember kid's name. Refla? Refla. I'm going to try to cast whole person on Refla. All right. What's your DC? Um, it is... I got a seven. I got a seventeen. Well, it's eleven, so. Ooh. So you see his body go rigid for a second, and then he breaks out of it. Mira screams at you, "Don't touch my brother! Just go down there!" And she points at you, Einar, and points to the bottom. All right. So at this point, like this kid has pissed me off. I'm taking the fucking crossbow. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to hurt him. Trying to take that fucking crossbow. At this point, you've got it. He's got his okay. daggers drawn, and he's just staring at you. You just so you, Sabine yells up from there. The we go. <laughs> so I was I was reading Cody's. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sabine just shouts, "Everyone, stop moving! This should not be this difficult!" And kind of starts. Trudging up the stairs. There. I would, would like to roll for intimidation to see if the kids look. So, to remind Sabine, because she's had a lot of mead, the stairs are broken. Like, they're gone. Fucking stairs. Fine, she just yells really loudly with her best Golden Company commander voice and hope to intimidate. Roll intimidation. That'd be a solid 17, sir. So, Mira... Hold on a second. Oh, oh sorry. You're right. Thank you. No, I, no, it's a solid 17. No, he's right. It's a 21. So you see Mira cower in the corner, and Refla gives you the most evil eyes ever. He is not intimidated by you, but Refla was about to cast a spell, and you see her hands go behind her back, and she starts fidgeting with her feet. I'm going to attempt to snap the crossbow now. Uh, give me a strength check. Athletics. Jesus fucking Christ, 12. It, it cracks a little bit, and you make Refla super angry, but the crossbow doesn't break. Roll initiative as Refla dives at you. You two can roll initiative if you want to. I'm at an 11. Okay. Five. Five, okay. Also a five. Okay. Uh, you just... My deck one. Uh, Let me just... Five. So I got... Give it to me again. Eleven, five. And five. They're both a five. Eleven, five, five. On the deck, so she's a... Yeah, and I got a plus one in deck. She's, she's ahead of me. Okay. So the way we'll do this is... It'll go... Yeah. 
So let me just double check the spells here. So, do me a favor, Einar. Ruffler, Mira goes first, and you see her waving her hands together, and you feel yourself starting to be pulled into a different plane. Uh, DC 17 Charisma save. Uh, see if you're not banished. Well, that's 17 on the die, plus 4 Charisma. Okay. You are not banished. The spell dissipates around you, and you see Mira cry very sadly. She's like, ah! Uh, Refla gets to go next. What's he got? Nothing good. Sorry, I wasn't expecting to have this fight right now. Ba -ba -ba. Yeah, we're just going to try and hit you with a good old-fashioned Eldritch Blast. 21 to hit. I'm going to use my reaction to cast Shield, bringing my AC to 24. Yep. Until the end, until my next turn. It slings off of an invisible barrier on you. You're up next. Um, I'm going to fling. I'm just going to turn and fling the crossbow down the steps as hard as I can. Okay. Like, like where the gap is straight at the floor. Yeah, it breaks. It hits the ground and you hear a very, what I would assume for you is a satisfying snap. I'm going to turn back and look at him and just say, are you done? No, I'm going to kill you like I said I was. Mm, what are you doing next, Einar? Um, I'm going to move five feet away from the edge. I'm assuming I'm pretty damn close to it. Yeah, you were. Um, and stay within his threat range. You got it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to take the defense action. You got it. You take the dodge action. Yeah, that one. All right. Next up on the list is B. You see this wild combat unfolding in front of you 30 feet up in the air as Einar is fighting two children that are very adept magic casters. Yes. Um, so I, I messed up. The uh, 11 is actually the spell save for like my... I have like a couple tiefling spells. Okay. But, um... But my saving throw DC for my druid spells is 15, and I'm going to try to cast whole person, but at a level 3, and so I can try to cast whole person on both of them. Yeah, you got it. So, Refla fails, and you see him get paralyzed and go limp. Next is, uh, and then Mira succeeds. She gets rigid, and then flexes it off or shakes it off. So you know that you've got Refla in a bind and Mira is free. Sabine, you're up next. Or sorry, uh, Isby, did you want to move? Um yeah, I'm gonna try to get closer to the doorway. The which doorway? There are five in the room. Like climb up the wall or I tried. 
Okay, so we just can't get camp. So I'm just going to kind of hang out. Okay. Sabine, you're up next. Not really sure what Sabine's going to do because a couple of kids. Uh, and no kids, no women is usually the co- So I will just... Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm going to just try and yell stop again and see if that does anything, I guess. Roll intimidation. Not at 20. You see Refla scream and put her hands over her head. You mean Mira? Mira. You see Mira scream and put her hands over her head. Refla is paralyzed. He reacts by fidgeting or by twitching. All right, we will go to the next in the... Uh, Sabine, did you want to move or anything? Um, no, I mean, she's loud. She doesn't need to move any closer. All right, let's see. If, you said the DC's 13, Isby? Uh, for the spell save, it's 15. 15? Yes, all right. Okay, let's... All right, Refla breaks out of it, and it looks like glass shattering around his body. He gets up and runs to Mira and grabs her hand. It does not provoke an attack of opportunity from... Or actually, I can't remember if Swashbuckler has to attack you first or not. Yes, they they do. Okay, so if you want, you can take an attack of opportunity on Refla as he leaves your field of threat to go grab his sister. Hmm... You know what? I'm going to attempt a grapple check. If that's allowed on a reaction. You used your reaction to cast shield. That's right. So I can't do that. And I haven't had my turn again. So that means I couldn't take it even if I wanted to. You're right. So he runs and grabs Mira and they run through the doorway. As this happens, you hear Refla say, put up the fucking wall. And a large black ooze starts to flow over the threshold. You have just enough time, Einar, if you want. You can jump into it before it closes over the threshold. No. That's a hard no. <laughs> Fair enough. Nope. All right. So we'll pause it right there for you guys and give the rest of the party members a chance. You've uh, got some revelations to think about. And everybody now knows that if anybody needs to yell at kids, it's going to be Sabine. Yep. So. I mean. I mean, her persuasion's plus seven. So. I, I can tell. It, it it was actually really hard. Mira was going to lose her turn for the round, but Refla broke out. Anyways, so before any of that sound happens, Oz and Logan, you walk through the threshold of the final doorway that you see, and it's darkness. Just like all the other rooms before, it's incredibly dense, magical darkness. You see, almost straight ahead of you, an orb, like all the other orbs, about 30 or 40 feet ahead of you, just floating, approximately three feet above the ground, straight ahead. Cool. I'm going to chuck a javelin at it. Okay. Throw it. I like to guiding bolt at the same time for the same one. I like it. Go ahead, guys. Roll attack in tandem. Uh, 19. 
That's pretty good. What'd you get, Oz? Don't leave me, Oz. <laughs> I got a 16. Sorry, I was muted. You're good. Uh, both of you hit. You stand shoulder to shoulder and throw magic and javelin alike. And the orb dissipates just as you feel hands starting to crawl and grab at your feet. The darkness starts to ooze back into the orb and it falls through the cracks of the stone floor of a kitchen. The kitchen is again filled with toys and what seems to be small chests. And the amenities here are as fine as any noble's house, but the stench is awful. Blood, dried blood seems to be everywhere. Pots and pans are scattered and rotted food has been smashed, split, and hung from everywhere but the ceiling. It looks like, for lack of a better description, descriptor, it looks like somebody had a food fight, but in the midst of it, body parts were used. Or blood sacks were used. Fantastic. Do I see any drawings? Say, playtime. Roll an investigation. (laughs) Three. You don't see any drawings, but as you walk through the room, as the light has returned to the room and the shadows dissipate, you see a very ornate blue chest with silver trim sitting on one of the countertops next to a bunch of cutting boards and knife racks. Uh, I look over to Oz and I say, bet you it's trapped. Probably worth it. And I'll walk over. Okay. You walk over and you notice the same blue ornate chest. Your passive perception's a 16, right, Osmond? Yeah. As you make it to the chest, the very lightest flutter from the breeze that comes off of you as you walk down this narrow kitchen hallway, the breeze that comes off of you makes the sound of fluttering paper behind you. What? But if you want to do nothing with that information, I respect that. No, I mean, they're... Oh. Uh, loose parchment that's flying around or no you just hear it behind you do you investigate the noise or do you continue to look at the chest uh i mean i'll turn around but so just as you turn around you notice a similar cutting station to the one that has the chest on it but right under one of the cutting boards is just the tail end of what looks to be a colored parchment it's under the cutting board You remove the cutting board to find a child's drawing. It has two children that seem to be standing over the white-robed figure with red hair, and the figure is bleeding out in what seems to be a library. He's curled up in the fetal position back against the wall, and he seems to be holding something. It looks like a book. And you can see that the boy drow has a bloody knife and the girl drow is feeding chunks of something to a black shadowy dog. The back of the paper says uh, the murder. Fun. Logan, look at this. And then I'll walk back to the chest. And can I do 
This is going to be weird. An appraisal to see how much this chest is worth. Just the chest itself. Yeah. Give me a... Let's say this is a... A general wisdom check. You can use wisdom or intelligence, but I assume you'd use wisdom. Yeah. This is great. The kids are murderers. They probably murdered that guy that, you know, has been experimenting on them. And I'd like to use guidance for this check. You may use guidance. Can't blame them there. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough choice, I know, Logan. Uh, 21. You can easily surmise that the chest is got to be worth over a hundred gold just from the sil- the fine silver trim on it alone. The ornate carvings in the chest, the runes in it aren't magical, but the craftsmanship is incredibly well done. This was done by an expert and worth at least a hundred gold. All right. And now I'd like to investigate it for traps. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an investigation. Six. Seems like a chest to you. Cool. Go ahead and open it, or at least attempt to. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear Logan after after we see if you take any damage. Totally not trapped. Uh, that would be a thirteen. So you fail. Oh my god! It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you're going to take 100 damage. 14 points of piercing damage as five darts come out and pierce a couple of them get you in the shoulder. You dodge just in time to miss the one that was going to get you in the cheek and the other two hit the wall. But you take some you take some damage. Ow. And I'll remove uh, the ones that hit me and begin to the chest. Told you it was trapped. <laughs> you open the chest to find two things. One, a folded piece of paper with what seems to be writing on it, and a very odd key. It's a clay key that is bright blue. It reminds you of the color of the ocean in the summer. And I'll begin to look at the paper. You unfold the paper to find familiar handwriting on it, and it says, If you're not dead now, that's great. You've got half the keys necessary to open the grand prize door. Go ahead and find the other key. Or die. I don't care. Hmm. Told you it'd be worth it. Yeah, agreed. Hey, you got any rope? Yeah. Can I get a little bit of it? How much do you need? Uh... Here's a 50-foot coil. Okay, that'll work. And then I want to take the chest and tie it to my back, and I want to look at it and be like, eh, now I'm you. <laughs> That's quite good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really don't want to carry this, though, so I'm going to give it back to you. Just lighten the moment. It's been very sad. In <laughs> That's... That's fair. It has sucked. Um... I don't know if I could actually carry two of these. Uh, the, oh. the chest is very small. It literally was large enough to hold the key, the note, and, you know, a little okay. bit of something else. It's uh, Let's give you the dimensions is roughly 
seven inches by seven inches, weighs a couple uh, of pounds. I will Russian doll this and put the chest inside mine. Is it bigger than a bread box? It is not bigger than a bread box. Then, then we're good. Uh, Osmit, you fit the nice ornate chest in your chest. You now have a chest inside of your chest for your chest. I only need like seven more. Hey, man, this is D&D. We can get you seven more chests. Um, okay. Uh, I want to look. Are there any other doors leading in? Black mm. goopy things? Mm-mm. Everything, you now recognize where the stone walls originated from. It seems like this is the actual foundation of the house. The kitchen is just straight up dark stone walls with all these heavy metal countertops and wooden chests and tables. But there's no other door in here. No other chests, nothing else. There are a couple of other small chests that are not colored. They are brown in nature and are not nearly as ornate or fancy as the one that Ozna has in his chest. I'm going to go over. I'm pretty sure they're probably like rotten food, but I'm just going to check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you open them up to find that most of them are filled with rotted food, bread, etc., etc. Uh, one of them actually gives you... Legendary sword. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Avenger... No. Um, <laughs> this isn't a spear. <laughs> you, uh, you find a chef's stash of coin, and it is approximately 50 silver. Nice. And you two are chilling out in this really bloody, stinky kitchen together with a key and a child's room. Any what? Herbs, spices, that stuff has a long shelf life. It does. Roll me an investigation check. Fourteen. Yeah. You find a plethora of herbs in one of the cabinets. Dealer's choice as to what you want to find. Cool. Uh, Just, you know, some nice herbs, like, you know, rosemary, thyme, a little bit of salt, some pepper. Yeah. Old Bay. Some Old Bay. There is, there is no old bay in this fantasy world. What the fuck? You have to put paprika on your seafood. You know. Hear, hearing this from God's mouth, <laughs> all of a sudden, I, I, I take out my spear and I fall on it. Yeah, I no longer live in this world. Yeah, storm spire without old bay is just pointless. Exactly. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, so do you, do you stay in the kitchen? No, I'm going to pocket it and then I'm going to leave. Okay. So the two of you leave. Eugene has continued to meditate. You all right over there, buddy? Uh-huh. Yeah. I want you to rest up because, not going to lie, you're looking like the gravekeepers. A little pale, a little emaciated. It's not a good look. Uh, skull it. I'm not going to lie. You look like the crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the skull and everything. Anything in there? Uh, we found a chest and another picture entitled The Murder. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So I guess back the way we came then? Maybe. Um, supposedly it happened in the library if we... Uh, well, let's go find everybody else and see if we can catch up. All right. Okay. 
for easy story purposes, you all make your way to the Grand Foyer and see Sabine cursing up a storm. Einar seems to be fighting some otherworldly monstrosity. And then you watch what really it is, is two children run through a door and black ooze cover the doorframe as the three of you enter the scene. What's going on, guys? Yeah, hey, Einar, what's up? Are you okay? Is, is everything all right? Yeah. Um, I look at the black ooze, and then I look back to them, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to climb down. Uh, how, how sturdy is the banister? Pretty sturdy. You're, you okay. give it a quick tug and push, and it seems like it would hold your weight if you grappled down. Well, I'm actually going to tie a rope to the banister and then climb down that. You do it very easily. I'm going to scamper over and pat him on the chest a couple of times and say, Good to see you, big guy. You too, buddy. You're looking really bad. What happened? Got a hug from one of those guards. Didn't feel too nice. I put both hands on Eugene's shoulders and I look at him very seriously. I go, Eugene. You need to stop trying to hug everything. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> All, right. All right, look. Uh, so, other than that kid being an asshole, God, he's an asshole. Grub grubs in the dance floor. There's doors on the bottom. There's a room in there with darkness, and he's got... You know those orbs we've been shooting at? Yeah. Yeah, he's got that for eyes. So, really quick, as Einar points to the wall where the doors should be, you all notice the large double-wide door in the center of that wall. He points to the sides of it, but you remember that there was a large double-wide door with a dragon's head right in the center of that wall. So I have one thing to say, and that's Grub Grub in the dance floor is my panic at the disco cover band. <laughs> I was going to say something like along the lines of, and I thank you. Look, this well, is only because My Chemical Romance is getting back together. Uh, wow. Is, that, is, this, is this dungeon supposed to make us feel not okay? I, I would argue, yeah. Is this our black parade? Pretty much. I mean, that's up to you. Technically, the door to the exit is wide open. Are we now graveyard dancers? Grave dancers, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just naming off MCR song. No, I know, I'm aware. Okay, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Tim. So, what are we doing here? Uh, I'm those gonna... kids, those kids obviously have pack spheres. Yes, but and good. Uh, I think me and Oz stumbled on something. We have this key for a grand prize, and it shows them uh, murdering someone in the library. So I think we should go to the library. All right. But I mean, what's our ultimate goal here? Like, are we getting the pack spheres from these kids? Which, I just want to point out, it does mean their death. I mean, look at it this way. It seems like the game is intended to find out their story, and this is you learning about your case just this year. 
I would love for that to be true, but the thing is, I don't think they're interested. In, I, Miller might be interested in us learning the story. The kid, the boy's not. I mean, he's, this is he's his just game. not. No, his game is to kill us. I mean, so is Mirrors, but Mirrors wants to kill us in a, like a fancifully horrific way. Yeah, but he wants us to go and collect these boxes. I mean, he wouldn't have put them in there if he didn't want us to play. Well, he did that at a time when he wanted that. Now it doesn't seem like that's what he wants. Like, I, I, really, I really don't know. You all are settled that they definitely want us dead? I mean, he tried to kill me. They both tried to kill me. They, they tried to throw me off the steps. Steps that aren't there. They, they literally tried to throw me to my death. I'm surprised they didn't throw me to Grub Grub, to be honest. How, how, how tall up, how far up in, are the, how far up is the balcony? 30 feet. You, Logan, you've fallen from 30 feet before. You would know that it would not have killed him. It would have hurt him, but it would not have killed him. Einar, I know you, that kid's an asshole, but that fall wouldn't have killed you. I was paralyzed at the time. Uh, even from 30 feet paralyzed, I killed you. I mean, I was eating it real hard. And oh, he said, he said, we're going to kill him. Uh, you know, that was a big clue. But they're also children. Children say stupid things. And they feel threatened by all of us being here. All right, well, all of that, all of that. pulled out of two. There was lots of that. I mean, you give a kid a gun. You got to play with it. Listen, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm okay with hurting these kids. I uh, me neither. From looking <laughs> from looking at these pictures that they drawn, I don't think Do we think go they're away to extract keep them alive? Do what? I said do we know of a way to get the pack spear and keep them alive? Well, we came here for the pack spears and the necklace, right? They're looking for it too, so I doubt the necklace is what's keeping them alive. No, the pack spears are probably what's keeping them alive. Right, but the the pack spears we're looking for are part of a necklace, which they're also looking for. I think there's more going on here than just a necklace. I think the necklace is different. It's it's got to be. It's not a necklace of pack spears. I thought it was. I mean, that's what everyone said, but I, I don't know. It's, it's not making any sense. These kids, they're, they're not looking for anything. They're just here killing people. Well, they said they were waiting. They're waiting for the return of Fenris. Yeah, and they killed the people that were here. And I don't think anyone else has been in here. Because they wouldn't let us in here. Well, that, what was that body was kind of fresh, right? It was like two, three weeks. How long has this this place been like this? Didn't they say it was been years? Or am I just making that up? No, I I, I really don't know. But we also uh, have... DM inter- DM interference. The curse. Well, the DM interference. You know that the curse has been more recent than years. Uh-huh. I guess I was making that up. I thought it, I thought it had been a while. 
All right. Well, next that. But anyway, so I think we should finish exploring this house. Maybe we can find something to talk down so they can come with us and we can find a way to take these packs here killing them. That's what everyone wants to do. That's fine. I, I think there's more to be found here. We can't just go about without looking all over. Besides, there might be some more chests. Lead on. Uh, there were, DM, there were no more uh, doors to the left, correct? So, if you face the door in the middle of the room, not uh-huh. the exit... There is a door to your left that you've opened, the big door in the front in front of you with the dragon's head, and a door on the right. Okay, I want to walk over to the dragon's head first and see if there's, like, a lock on it. Yep. You walk up to the dragon's head door, and upon inspecting the maw of the dragon, you notice there are two keyholes in the, in the mouth of the dragon. One is painted blue and one is painted red. Hey, Oz, come here real quick. Yeah, it looks like this is for the key that we found. Yeah. And that pretty much leads us to Grub Grub. Which is our grand prize. So he's trying to kill us. That's exactly what it is. All right, then. Uh, everybody make your way out. I light a torch and I throw it into the, the hall. Okay. Roll. No, uh, I was like, okay, roll percentage. It's wood. You catch the mansion on fire. I'm okay with this. Um, I'm going to make my way to the right door. All right. You make your way to it. It looks very sturdy. It has two uh, looped handles. L- looped handles? Yeah. Like okay. large rings uh, that you pull on. Yeah, I thought you said blue candles. Nope, no candles. Sabine already stole the candelabra. What up, thirty gold apiece? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna open them. All right, you open them, and it looks like a very nice hallway. There are a couple of large pedestals that have vases with dead flowers in them, and paintings and portraits of what seem to be very noble drow. It goes down about ten or fifteen feet, and then cuts to the left. Are there any doors along the way of the hallways? Mm-mm. It looks like a straight shot and then to the left. Uh, I'll take my shield out and I'll start walking. All right. Anybody follow or is it just Logan? No. Okay. Okay. You all make your way down this hallway and it's... Uh, As as we're going, we have seen the kids. You do... We haven't seen the children? Nope. At all. Not like... I, I mean, we've seen their faces. Yes. This is, yes, so we have seen the children. Correct. Okay. As I go down, I want to look painting. Mm-hmm. And just see if it looks like their family. Yeah. As you walk down the hallway, Logan, you see yeah. a bunch of paintings, and there are little plaques on each of the paintings, each of them with the last name Davida. You don't recognize any of the drow in these paintings. And as you get to the end of the hallway, you see two paintings of what seem to be drow children. On the bottom of the plaques, it does say Refla and Mira, but 
they don't look like the two children that you've seen at all. Their features, hairstyle, and overall appearance is significantly different. And both of the children in the paintings, based on what you know about elves, seem to be a decent amount older. Not necessarily significantly older, but these kids look like they're in their teenage years, whereas Refla and Mira look like they're just finishing up adolescence. Well, I'll knock on the plaques and be like, apparently this is Refla and Mira. Uh, that doesn't look like the kids I saw. <sighs> yeah, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep walking, like. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to, yeah. So you walk down to the end of the hallway where a single door sits, and it is cracked open a little bit. You see light flickering from inside the doorway. And there's no other doors except for that one? Mm-mm. You can go back the way you came or go through that door. All right, I will open the door. You open the door. It creaks open very softly, and you are in a study. You, The walls are lined with bookcases. There are several desks in between the walls that have books and notes strewn across them. You also see a bunch of toys on the ground and a clear play area on your right, where most of the toys congregate, and a large toy chest. It, does it look like the picture scene me and Oz found? It does not. Okay. I would like to move towards the books and paper and begin to inspect through them. Okay. You... Uh, oh, go ahead, Logan. I, while he does that, I'm going to go to the toy chest. Okay. While you make your way to... Sorry, as Logan walks over, oh. it might be trapped. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check. Okay, so, Osmit, are you making a general investigation? Uh, yeah, I'll pick stuff up, rifle through it, look through. All right, so before you roll, uh, Logan, give me an investigation check on the chest. Okay, hold on, I was just... It is, she's going through these things that have spells on them. I don't know what she's doing with them. Yeah, Logan wouldn't know. Uh, that's a 12. Seems fine. Cool, I'm gonna open it. Grow me a dexterity saving throw at advantage. Yeah. DC 15. Uh, 23. So, four darts come right out of the chest, and you knew it was trapped. Oz told you it was trapped. Everybody knew it was trapped. Some grandma at the other end of Night Vale knows it's trapped, so you dodge. The darts hit the spines of books. You hear a thong as they vibrate in the spines of books at the top of a shelf. Mm -hmm. Osmit, as you rifle through a lot of the books and open papers, you notice that these seem to be research notes. They don't make a lot of sense right off the bat. You you comb through them, but you'd have to roll an investigation if you want to like try and gather enough pieces to make sense of it all. I can do that later. I'll just take it. Okay. So... You grab a set of notes and you all are in this library together. There's another door at the opposite end of where you came in in and other than the notes and the toy chest, nothing. Also, Logan, inside the chest are a bunch of toys and a spring trap for darts. 
Oh, yeah. There's no note. Not in this one. Not unless you want to dig through the toys. Yeah, man. All right. So roll me an investigation check as you dig through this pile of toys. Come on. Give me some. Critical failure. (laughs) Cool. Roll me a dexterity saving throw without advantage as you do not see but hear a click when you touch a toy and think it's a toy in your way. That is a 19. You take three points of bludgeoning damage as two plates crush one of your fingers just a little bit. And you pick up a piece of paper in your hand. Uh, I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. All right. That was pretty good, kid. Um, is there anything else? I'll, uh, I'll open it. Let's see what it says. Uh, let me find. Sorry, I forgot how many notes I have here. Uh, this is in the library. Yeah, okay. I am really surprised that you have continued to come this far. Like, you're not dead yet. I know you have to have found one of my traps. As a reward, go pick up the name of the book is This Is Definitely Not a Trap. Go pick up the book. It's This Is Definitely Not a Trap. And, yeah. Book four, definitely not a trap. (laughs) Suspecting that it is a trap. Okay. You find the title of the book on one of the spines, or in one of the bookshelves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see it. What do you do? Hey, this is probably a trap, so step back. Hey, Logan, can I? You want me to take a look at that for you? I have a I feel like I have a knack for things. You don't seem to be having great luck. <laughs> As I look at my finger, now that the fingernail's been smashed off. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, more. we could just take the grappling hook, put that on the spine, and then pull the rope to yank it off the shelf from a distance away. Well, that's an idea. Yeah. But let me ask: How many times has this beat ever been? Think this is my. So you think that he would be expecting that and move the trap to somewhere else in the room? I don't know. I mean, okay, if you guys want to try it. I mean, I, don't I mean, I think... It. No, I, uh, Isby, you should do what you were going to do. I think I'm going to trap, but I don't know. No, go ahead, Isby. You got it. Okay, I'm going to use fine traps. Okay, so you use fine traps? Yeah. Isn't that in an area of effect? Or is that one item that you look at? It's, uh, you sense the presence of any trap within range that's within the line of sight. Oh, so within line of sight of you. So you notice that on the bookshelf, about seven or eight of the books have an aura around them suggesting that there is a trap behind the book. But the one that says it is definitely not a trap does not have the aura. The range is 120 feet, by the way. Yeah, line of sight, though. She has a 120 degree line of sight. Oh, so. And then I'm going to communicate that to Logan. So as you turn around, Isby and your sight crosses the rest of the room, you notice that the table that Osmit was at, there is a trap under it, and at the door on the other end of the room, there seems to be a trap aura around that as well. Cool. So I'm going to communicate. I'm just going to tell the whole party, like, trap. 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 And just actually, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand there, and I'm going to turn around and be like, trap, trap, trap. There's a trap there, too. That's impressive. See, I told you she said it was her thing. How about that? Sounds to me, it makes me feel very nervous and, like, 
kind of like puts her hands out like when you there's something crawling on the floor like is there anywhere that's not a trap you see a, <laughs> yeah you see a very <laughs> as isby's pointing it out you see a very narrow path that leads to the door but the door is trapped <laughs> uh, i pick up the book as you pick it up you hear the clinking of glass inside the book i'm gonna open it up there are two minor healing potions inside the book excellent i'm going to take them okay you got them do you put the book back no oh rude <laughs> rude dude uh does it have anything else like there's no paper or anything it's just a yeah, it's a hollowed out book. Like they cut out most of the pages inside of it. It was a legitimate book, if that's what you're asking. You can see yeah, yeah. on the edges of the page that someone was writing about a story where a person was continuously caught in traps and it was definitely not a trap at the end. Huh. Is there an is there like an author or anything that I can see like on the spine or I'm sure there is, and it has a great name, and its name is... <laughs> His name is Zimporfri. 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 Yeah, didn't get that far. Didn't think you were going to ask about the author. Yeah. There you go. Z the book, It's Definitely Not a Trap by Zimporfri. Yeah, that's great. All right, you got two minor healing potions, Logan. So far, I have three. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Gonna, I'm going to take one of those right now. All right. Roll the roll the HP. Yeah. I'm gonna, and then I'm going to give one to... That's six plus two. So eight. Cool. Eugene, buddy, here. I have a healing potion. You're not looking too hot. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to... Undo the stopper and throw it back. You got it. Roll HP. Alright. Um, I'm also looking around for um, signs of a murder. Roll me an investigation. Alright. Be careful. Everything's trapped. <laughs> Fifteen. So... You do notice, avoiding all the traps that Isby has pointed out, that under one of the desks is a small piece of blood, and the notes or the paper catches your eye. I will take a look at the notes and or paper. It seems to describe the beginnings of frustration for a researcher, and I'll post on the Discord what it says. You can choose to read it, or I can read it in a funny voice. Your choice. Read it in a funny voice. Funny voice. Well, hold on. Eugene found it. Eugene gets to choose. Eugene's got a great voice. I mean, I think the jury has spoken on this. All right. Let's see if I can find this voice today because I got to use it. If you find the other notes, I got to use it multiple times. <clears throat> My research has come to a halt. Ex <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, Phantom Menace Galactic Republic fucking... Trade Federation. <laughs> Who has to join the cause? So do you want Eugene to read it or do you want me to read it? No, this is fantastic. Alright, let's see if I can <laughs> see if I can find the voice again. <clears throat> My waist has come to a halt. 
Experiments on this new set of children has shown some improved regeneration, but aging has not seemed to slow. An elf named Fenrith came to the manor today, looking for Lady Davida, of course. Little did he know, she never visits the manor. Oddly enough, he had permission to enter the grounds, and I have and have free reign of our resources. Strange. In the entire time of his short stay, I was never able to get a good read on him, until the day he discovered my experiments and the children. It was the first time he took off his mask in my presence. The way he looked at me <sighs> was unsettling. I felt as if death was near. Must be my nerves getting to me. I need rest, but to work must continue. It's a good thing he didn't see how close to death the children were after my last experiment. When he left, he gave the children some toy. They seemed to like him quite a bit, but I was glad to see him leave. Mm, now back to my research. That's what it says. Yeah. Um, Bravo. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. What was it like living with the train federation? Uh, pretty good. I was a droid, so you know they treated me well. Uh, what kind of droid were you? Uh, the rolly ones. I can't remember the droidicas. The droidicas. Those are my favorite. I'm yeah, I'm very weak, good. but I also have this invulnerability shield that I'm just going to shoot you through. It only goes one way. Only one way? Seems reasonable to me. It's a repulsion shield. Everybody knows that. Yeah, no, clearly the scientists all agree that that's how shields work. You can shoot out of them, but you can't shoot into them. It's like the high ground. It's science. That's how space shields work. So I'm going to take the note, and I'm going to just hand it to Oz without really saying anything because I'm still feeling pretty weak. Okay. So, Eugene, you are privy to that entire performance then. You're the only one that got that. <laughs> and and Osmond, if he reads it. Yeah, of course. All right. What do you guys do now? Uh, I want to go over to the door that's trapped. Okay. Now that we know it's trapped, can we disarm the trap? I'll give you advantage on finding the mechanism for the trap. Roll an investigation with advantage. I assume Osmond is yep. I assume Osmond's going to guide you, so we'll add a D four. Excellent. Come on, birthday dice. Birthday dice has failed me. The DC's a ten. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, then I beat it. I I rolled a fourteen. Yeah, so the door DC is easy. Uh you start to fiddle with the hinges and then hear a slight click. And as you raise one of the pins to the hinges, you see the string that is going to snap when the door opens. And you simply lift it up over the nail head of the hinge on the door and slowly release the tension to it. And that disarms the crossbow trap on the other end of the door. Cool. I'm going to open up the door. You open up the door and you see a very nice heavy crossbow pointed at you from the ceiling. I'm going to take it down. Okay. You have a nice, uh, it is a standard heavy crossbow. And it's loaded. Excellent. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> this is not a spear, damn it. <laughs> it's got like a tiny spear on it that shoots from very far away. Uh... I'll just hold on to it for now. Okay. 
you have like a sling where I can put it over my back. I'll give that to you. If you don't, I guarantee you Oz has it in his chest. Fantastic. Um, is there any goop? No goop. It looks like another hallway that is very poorly lit. Um, is it poorly lit to where I can't see? No. Again, remember, there was a slight candlelight in the room that you came from, and that candlelight is emanating into the hallway. Oh, no, I hear you, but if I go further down the hall, see. No. Again, you see light coming from the sharp left once more. And okay. so there's probably another cracked door with light at that at that end too. Any paintings along the walls? Like the other one? Yep. More Davida names. Um, quick question. Since we were going down the descendant, we possibly see the Lady Davida? Because we know her name. Correct. You know her name to be Lente Devita, and she was not in the first hallway. Okay. I will continue to walk down this hallway. Okay. Since you're looking for it, as you all reach the end of the second hallway, you notice that about halfway down, after you make the turn, is a much larger portrait than all of the others. And at the bottom, the plaque does say Lente Devita. It is a very regal-looking draw woman, thin to the point of almost looking emaciated with hair that is combed up into what seems to be a beehive. Her dark purple dress flows over the chair that she's sitting on and a very tiny skeletal hand is on her shoulder, but the, sh the figure behind her is shadowed. How large is a very large? If you're standing in front of it, Eugene, if you took it off the wall, it would come to your shoulder. And it yeah, would take your almost your entire arm spread to grab it from both sides. Your your wingspan. I'm gonna try to take it off the wall. You take it off the wall. Uh, your strength's really low. Give me a give me a strength check as you try to pick it up. Oh joy! I mean, you have a strength of four right now. You're having trouble holding yourself up. Oh yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I'm. Can I see what Eugene's trying to do and take it off the wall? You can if Eugene allows it. Yeah, I'll out. So Osmit comes over from behind and comes up over you and you know grabs it. I assume Oz is like, I got this. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking to see if there is any kind of safe or secret compartment behind this painting. You do notice a safe. I was hey, the same uh, thing. Guys, I, I think I, I think I found something. I'm gonna go sit down. Okay, buddy. Good. Um, anybody want, anybody think they can open this? So as you inspect it, Logan, you see a plate on the side of the safe that sends chills down your side, spine, chills down your spine, enunciates gut. It says the pickle locks. The what? The pickle locks. The reason that it sends chills down your spine is these are famous gnomish lock makers. That live in Stormspire. Isby, if you catch a glance at it too, you recognize the name as well. <laughs> We're not getting this open. No. Nope. <laughs> Might as well just uh, move along. Yep. You know what? No. Forget those gnomes. I'm going to take a crack at it. You Do you wish to try and crack the safe physically or dexterously? 
Physically. <laughs> Logan, may I offer some assistance? Get that safe, Logan. Yeah, I think I'm going to get... Do you see the words that I see? I'm well aware and I'm tired of... Hold on. We're shoving it in our face that they have the best locks ever. Well, I'm gonna break they it. do. I'm going to break it. Okay. All right, break so, DM. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to get out my crowbar. Or no, wait, I gave Logan my crowbar already. Correct. I'll I have Logan has the crowbar. I'll take out a python. And I'll take out my sledgehammer. And so the goal is to pry it open a little bit to work the python in and then hammer it in to pry the door open the rest of the way. So you give me a... You can choose either a strength or dexterity check to wedge it in between the seams of the safe and the wall. Or the door of the safe and the wall. I'll give you a choice. You can try and dexterously do it, or you can try and physically do it. Bang it out. I'll look at Logan flexing and hand it to him. Excellent. Okay, so Logan, try and wedge these instruments in the door. Give me a strength check. I'm deciding on whether I want to rage or not. That is a fair choice to make. You're going to rage over I mean, I would like to help you if you're thinking about advantage. Yeah. So tell me, tell me how you help him. Man, I can't exactly swing with him. And yeah. I can't really point it out besides just being like, yeah, it's in the seam. Yeah, this I'll is one of those situations where I'll let you give him guidance. All right. I'll blow a fucking rage. All right, you, you blow know. a rage. Yeah. Cool. Fucking gnomes. Oh, hell yeah, man. 19 plus. My strength is a little lower now. It's okay. Four, that's 23 plus four more. 27? Yeah. So you hear the crowbar and the, what else was it that you used, Oz? Uh, Python. The crowbar and the Python start to creak and groan as your muscles swell, and you can actually see the crowbar bending. You hear a slight click, and then you have to release both of the instruments as your strength gives out and the safe goes back into place. So gonna say, gnomes, I hate them. You feel like yeah. you almost got it. Try try this, and I'm going to conjure a crowbar that hopefully won't bend. It might dissipate, but it won't bend. Well, it's up to you if it bends or not. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what's Sabine feel about this safe? I was gonna ask if he wanted me to give it a James Conjures. I mean, if you want to give it a try, Sabine, by all means. I'll give it a roll. Alright, now listen, when I got into it, you're gonna bend with your back. You're, or like you're gonna wanna lean into it and then shift right when you hear that like groaning clicking noise, and that is when you wanna put all your strength into it. I'll give you advantage for that. Hell yeah. Isby somewhere like found some snacks and she's just like, Wait, she's watching. <laughs> Oz, Oz, can you give her that thing you gave me? Yeah, I'll pray for success. All right. So roll 2d20 and a plus four. All right, and a All right. d4. So roll the 2d20. No. Did your birthday dice touch this dice? No. Yeah, it's me. What'd you get? 
So, 8 plus 8 is 16, plus 2 is 18. So, as Sabine goes up and puts the magical crowbar in and listens to your advice, the groaning and cracking happens again. And just as it looks like Sabine is about to break, the door swings wide open and actually flings her back into the wall. She breaks the lock off. Do I dent the wall? Yes, you do. That's all that matters. Logan, you surmise from what happened that you loosened it for her significantly. I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, hell yeah. That's awesome. See, I told you, Isby. Me and Sabine, we get her open. Fuck those Hell yeah. So, so Just so you know, you met the broken the broken lock DC exactly. Sweet. One uh, lesson gonna, would not have worked. I'm going to stand back up and look inside. There are stacks of platinum coins and scrolls. There are three scrolls, large stacks of platinum coins, and a small necklace. Uh, arcana check on the necklace. Roll an arcana check. Crit. Nat 20? Yep. You've seen a necklace like this before. The aura emanating from it and the runes inscribed on it. It is a necklace of protection. Anybody who wears it will get plus one to all saving throws and will get one to their AC. Okay. Um, so, uh, this is a necklace of protection. I think it's the necklace we're looking for. You know that it's a, you know that it's an uncommon magic item. They they make, Uh, they make these. Okay. Okay. So I guess I don't know if it's the necklace we're looking for. Is there any way that I can try to surmise that? Because we were looking for a string of pearls, right? You, I will say this, you received a job from Omni Repair, which you surmised was under Grimm's alias, to search for a string of pearls. The purpose of that job from Grimm was to find Pax Spheres. Whether or not the necklace is real is up for you to decide. What is the appearance of the necklace? It is a silver chain with a small silver locket that has several runes that have protective auras inscribed on the silver locket. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we can divvy this up if you guys want. I mean, sure. What's the necklace? Uh, it'll, it'll keep you safe. It'll, it'll help, uh, ward off evil and protect you. Who do we think hurt the most? Sabine just points to Logan (laughs) as she's like, you know, holding onto her head from being knocked into... So Sabine does this after she pulls herself out of the wall. Yes. I mean, yeah, I get hurt a lot, but uh, if one of you all need it, by all means, I'm used to being hurt. It's kind all of right. my... Unless anyone else speaks up, it's going to Logan. Don't be shy. Logan. I mean, I walk in and things scrolls. Sorry, what was that, Oz? More interested in the scrolls. Okay. I assume you say that to the party. In the platinum. Yes, give me the money. So, 
From the quick counting that you do, it's roughly 500 platinum, which is equal to 5,000 gold. <laughs> All right. Uh, 100 platinum each. and uh, in, in, Incorrect. There are six of you. 80-ish platinum each. There you go. Just just split mine up between yourselves. If I'm going to get the necklace. Gosh. Oh, boy. Okay. She did Sabine, open. Count this out. <laughs> Let's look at the scrolls. Sabine. Sabine. We're a team. Well, I opened We're a team. Sabine. Well, I team. <laughs> I just... We're a team. I say we put it Towards... into a team stash in case one of us is in need. Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah, like for Einar's uh, armor, exactly. or if we need something else. We'll... Exactly. Like a like a team treasury, which I can be the the holder of. No. <laughs> so being so, some points in her in her pouch with her candle up. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I could be the treasurer if you want. I mean, yeah, Oz can be the treasurer. He's got an, an actual chest on his back. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I'm good with that, too. I'll, Glaring at Sabine. I guess I'll put the necklace on. You feel uh, protected. And I'm going to take out, I guess, all of the scrolls and hand one of them to Oz and See if I can figure out what they are. Roll me a D4 and tell me. Oh, you just hand one to us so you guys can surmise what they are? Correct. Okay, it's, it's easy yeah. for you all to figure out what they are. As you unfurl the first scroll, it's a scroll of fireball. It is a scroll to cast fireball once with a DC 15. Okay. The next one that you open up is a scroll of sea invisibility. It lets you detect invisible creatures, and it has the same effects as the spell, and it is burned upon using after reading the incantation. Okay. The last one, and the one that I assume somebody's really going to enjoy, is a scroll of lightning bolt. And it is cast at the third level. Oh, they cut out. Third scroll. Scroll of Lightning Bolt, cast at the third level. Uh, deck save is 15. I'll take the necklace off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't need to cast spells. I probably I'll, couldn't read it right anyways, so... I'll take that one. There you go. Alright, let's give that to uh, Einar. Uh, gonna give Isby Fireball? That seems like a great idea. Yes, give Isby Fireball. What about Oz? And Oz, are you alright with the sea invisibility? I'm just happy to have something that, uh, I didn't know. So hand him the scroll. You got it. Alright, so that's what's in the safe behind the big picture. DM, how long have we been in this house? So, the answer to that question is an indeterminate amount of time. The moon is high up in the sky as you look out one of the, you know, windows in the, the study that you're in. Yeah. Okay. This side um, of that house has windows, by the way. 
How long do I feel like I've been inside this house? About an hour. Oh, Jesus. I feel like I'm dying. I've for an hour. Uh, okay. Uh, if there's nothing else, Joe, I want to look behind the other paintings. So you take off several of the paintings on the wall to find dust that needs to be cleaned and a couple of nails to hang them. The only one that had a safe was this one. I'll put them back up. Oh, that's nice. You won't put the book back, but you put the paintings up. Okay. I mean, these people are dead. That book's not. Yeah, you got me, bud. Um, and then I'm going to keep walking down the hall. All right. You make it to another doorway that is cracked open, and small flame light flickers from the crack in the doorway. Uh, shield out. Open the door. You open the door to what you can only surmise is some kind of research room. There are a bunch of tables that are large and metallic. Slabs of stone are under them holding the metallic heads of the tables up. There are racks carved into the wooden walls that have vials of various liquids and tinctures in them. And there is a large smattering of blood and other liquids that seem to be on various uh, surfaces on the room. What probably pleases Logan the most is that there is a stairway leading down. Stone walls and stone stairs leading downward at the other end of the room. Once we all get in there, I'll point her over the stairs. I'll be like, bet you there's a bad guy down there. Down the basement. Yeah. Or a dead body. True. Or many dead bodies. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe undead bad guys. Yeah, probably bad guys. As, as you all begin to speak, Isby, you notice under one of the rolling metal carts seems to be a stack of papers. Osmond, you notice this too with your passive perception of 16. I'm going to pick them up. And take a look. They look like research notes that you are unfamiliar with. This is what they say. Do the voice. Do the voice. Do you read them, Isby? Yes. Do you read them out loud or do you read them in silence? I'm going to read them out loud. All right, so you go ahead and read them then. (sighs) I mean, I can read it. Do you want me to do the voice? Yes. Yes. Research is finally moving forward. The progress of science is a strange thing indeed, and comes from unexpected sources. One of my servant boys brought a box to me, spouting if nonsense about some strange bug. I was going to beat him and cast him out from the estate, but then I saw the creature. A curious thing with the unique properties in its blood that have helped my research grow by weeps and bounds. The children's aging has all but stopped. It has also had some unintended side effects. Ruffler has gained the ability to cast illusion magic and is causing all kinds of mischief. Mira has become more aggressive, but also much more apt at putting trap... Oh, rewind that. I'm, I miss both those things. So, we're going to start up. It has had some unintended side effects. Mira has gained the ability to cast illusion-based magic and is causing all kinds of mischief. Refla has become more aggressive, but also much more apt at placing traps and causing trouble. 
I need another one of these insects, but the boy who brought it to me has gone missing. Hmm, if I can't remain lucky, I must push through with diligence. And those are the notes you get. Yeah. Um, do you, you read that out loud? Yeah. Huh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and pull out um, Davu Bagu and see if anything, the, the book that I like got, and I guess like go to the index and see if there's anything <laughs> that speaks to a bug whose blood that might help kids get superpowers. That's a really specific thing to look at the index for. The index would contain things like the names of different <laughs> genuses of bug, the environments that certain bugs come from, the diets, but you know, for you to ask All that right. something specific. Mag magical Bugs that can impart magical properties. Roll a history check or an arcana check to see if you can recall any bugs that, like, you look through the names of bugs on the index trying to see if one seems familiar to you. Wanna... 14. You recognize one that does not make you feel comfortable. About halfway through the ends, you read Nantuk in the book. Son of a bitch, I knew it. God damn it. I am gonna murder these things i am going to wipe them from the earth <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it thanks everybody for listening to our DD podcast my name is scott riley i like to tell stories we're going to outro with uh, sabine who cracked the pickle lock safe ow uh followed up by osmit who really people more people should listen to osmit when he says things are trapped i mean i feel like people should just listen to me more in general that's fair. I agree with that. Uh, we'll keep it going with Einar, the greatest dad in the world. Worst dad, apparently. Nah, yeah. man. Some kids are just impossible. It's not you, it's them. Uh, we'll then take it to the druid, who now has a fireball, which the DM doesn't know how he feels about that. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's definitely not a trap. Um, then we're going to go to the withered crypt keeper. I mean, Eugene. Still queasy. Still queasy. And then uh, cap it off with uh, the guy who keeps talking a big game about killing Nantu, but I'm not seeing it. Hey, listen here, buddy. No one else wants to go diving down in these caves with me. And I know it's not a fight I can win. I will make a campaign against these horrid bugs. They're far more evil than Fenris is. I'm not going to argue They're with you. more trouble than Fenris has so far. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. 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 Night.